This is the Capital Literature Podcast, bringing you investment letters and audio. The Capital Literature Podcast is a SEBITS capital service for the investment community. This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. All rights belong to the respective owners. Ritchie Capital Group, First Quarter 2021 Letter to Investors by Kadir Ritchie Quote, Faced with a choice between changing one's mind and proving there is no need to do so, almost everyone gets busy on the proof. End of quote. John Kenneth Galbraith Dear Partner For the first quarter of 2021, the RCG Long Short Fund lost 12% and the RCG Long Only Strategy lost 2.5%. Our closest benchmarks, the Equity Long Short Index and the Russell 3000 Index gained 5.6% and 6.3% for the quarter respectively. The RCG Long Short Strategy has faced significant headwinds since the summer. This is largely a function of the Long Short portfolio reflecting our continual concerns about the near and mid-term health of the economy. We view many areas of the market as extended, but the market is presenting a counter-narrative. To that end, adjustments are being implemented to reflect the current environment. We continue to experience a K-shaped recovery. Many of us, and most likely those reading this letter, live in a way that limits insight to the challenges that many still face. A narrow segment of the population is flush with cash having had limited spending outlets over the past year. As vaccine rollout becomes more widespread and faster, mask mandates begin to be lifted. Consequently, local economies open and an accelerated return to normalcy takes place filled with individuals eager to repeat the roaring 20s. Conversely, Another segment of the population is having an entirely different experience that isn't part of the roaring reopening narrative. The Biden administration's $1.9 trillion stimulus bill is a continuous liquidity push. One of the questions to ask is if the economy is doing so well, why is there a need for $1.9 trillion in stimulus? Beneath the surface, there is a struggle. Job losses. Oh, as of January 2021, there were 10 million people still unemployed with 40% of those having been out of work over six months. Individuals who are unemployed for long periods typically experience lower re-employment wages. Household leverage. Oh, while many households have successfully deleveraged during the pandemic, there is a large contingent of households who are behind on rent. Continuous childcare struggles. Soaring healthcare costs. Soaring housing costs. There are also businesses experiencing the lower side of the K recovery. Business travel is essential to the U.S. economy, and the U.S. lost $245 billion in business travel in 2020. With Zoom replacing travel for commoditized transactions, it will take years to return to prior levels. Even post-COVID, retailers are struggling with one in every 11 stores expected to close within the next five years. The K is becoming more pronounced as the COVID economy is affecting everyone differently. Even if all the above concerns only marginally impact, a post-pandemic boom would create significantly elevated consumer spending in the summer. Economists believe that such an immediate spike could trigger inflation and higher interest rates if production of goods can't keep with the demand. This would effectively push GDP back towards a lower growth trajectory. Back on the upper branch of the K recovery, investors sitting on their saved cash are looking for attractive returns amid limited investment options. As a result, investors are moving up the risk curve. Money from fixed income is moving to equities. Equity money is moving to private equity. And now, investors are eyeing cryptocurrencies and NFTs. The moderately valued options have become overvalued, and the overvalued options have become bubbles. 
The FOMO malady is affecting many investors. But what if this time it really is different? Exactly. This backdrop significantly impacts how we allocate portfolios and select investments. In markets like this, discipline is crucial but challenging. Investors are being rewarded for lack of discipline. Dismissing fundamentals and chasing momentum epitomizes lack of discipline. Identifying attractive shorts is always difficult and expensive in this type of environment. And it becomes even more so when there is the specter of Reddit creating more meme stocks out of companies that are really just the living dead. From our perspective, the margin of safety for the entire market has been compressed and so we have to be even more stringent in our stock selection. We have become more selective in managing the short book, even if it means deviating our net long exposure to adjust to the current environment. On the long side of the portfolio, we are focusing even more on a company's ability to generate cash flows and how those cash flows are valued. Near-term cash flows are much more valuable than cash flows in the mercurial future. This opinion deviates from many who see nothing but clear skies ahead. However, as an investor, if you are unwilling to hold an opinion that differs from the crowd, then it is correspondingly impossible to have an outcome that stands out from the crowd if your opinion proves prescient. In essence, during this period, we are trying to avoid the institutional imperative. This concept is credited to Warren Buffett from his 1989 letter to shareholders. The term refers to the pressure, and tendency, of executives to mindlessly imitate the behavior of their peers, no matter how foolish it may be to do so. We vigilantly avoid this behavior. In practice, this means being truly long-term focused and staying disciplined in the face of irrationality, while allowing for bold movement when it is prudent. It means investing idiosyncratically using a process and methodologies we know will generate long-term performance and not forcing ourselves to fit neatly into preconceived style boxes. Quote, it is impossible to produce superior performance unless you do something different. End of quote. John Templeton. This tendency to follow the institutional imperative is prevalent and rampant in most areas of business. The behavior we were scolded for as children, don't worry about what other kids are doing, persists well into adulthood and is omnipresent in the corporate world. At Ritchie Capital Group, we seek to invest in companies with management who may be cognizant of institutional imperative, but ignore these pressures. The best managers are able to think independently and use rationality and logic to maximize profits for the company and increase shareholder value. Additional traits we seek in a manager include Entrepreneurial Long-term focused Candid, being honest about the business environment and learning from mistakes Astute capital allocators, practical, opportunistic and flexible And to borrow from Thorndike's book The Outsiders, an unusual combination of conservatism and boldness. We believe that Leland Strange, CEO of Intelligent Systems, INS, fits this description perfectly. Leland has led INT and its predecessors since the late 1980s. Since 2015, the company has been squarely focused on software solutions for the fintech market. You would never know it, but the understated Leland is beyond financially secure from his early business ventures. He continues to lead INS because he enjoys the work they are doing, and he is focused on his long-term vision of INS becoming the dominant player in payment processing software. Leland considers himself to be working purely for the benefit of shareholders. His rationality is reflected in his early decision not to hire a sales and marketing team. INS consistently has more customers than they can handle and, because they weren't carrying a bloated operation during the pandemic, no layoffs were required. Instead, Leland was able to act boldly by stepping in when a major European customer, Wirecard, collapsed. He acquired portions of the business and its people which will aid INS in expanding their presence internationally. 
You can find our analysis and investment thesis for intelligent systems here. We think you will agree with our assessment. Selected portfolio discussion. Our top performers for the quarter included. Next are Media Group, NXST, up 28.9%, Dash the television broadcasting and digital media company reported strong Q4 earnings with revenue growing 25% over the year prior. The company set records across every key financial metric and exceeded management outlook. For the full year, the company boosted free cash flow by 191% partly as a result of the full integration of their Tribune Media acquisition. The company still trades at an attractive valuation and offers a 17% FCF yield. The Supreme Court's recent ruling allowing the FCC to loosen local media ownership restrictions will support more consolidation within the industry. This is a positive for NXSD who is well positioned to acquire strategic assets. You can find our original investment thesis here. Whole Earth Brands, free, up 22.3%, dash during the quarter, we initiated a new position in Whole Earth Brands, FRE. Whole Earth is an undervalued natural sweetener company that is consolidating the fragmented better-for-you sweetener market. The company is led by industry veterans, and their strategy is supported by global health trend tailwinds. You can read our new write-up on the company here. VMED Healthcare, VMD, up 22.7%, dash the respiratory healthcare services company focused on addressing COPD moved back to the positive side of the ledger. Management reported a record-breaking Q4 as the core business grew even as COVID hampered their competitors. VMD launched nine new regions and added nine new sales reps. They are also running a new program with the Department of Veterans Affairs. Management expects the company will return to 30-40% to annual organic growth in 2021. Our biggest detractors for the quarter. MSCI, MSCI dash down 4%. Dash no significant negative news for the provider of multi-asset class index and portfolio analysis tools and products. The company continues to exhibit all of the traits we find attractive in a company, high margins, high free cash flow generation, scalable business model, and investor favorable capital allocation. Market Access Holdings, MKTX, down 8.81%, dash the fixed income trading platform declined during the quarter due to disappointing average daily volume in February likely driven by tightening of credit spreads and new bond issuances. The company continues to benefit as the market shifts to digital and online bond trading. SolarEdge Technologies, Sedge, down 11.2%, dash the smart energy solar company declined during the quarter along with most other solar energy stocks due to concerns over higher interest rates. Higher interest rates will make it more expensive for businesses and consumers to borrow money for residential and commercial solar projects. We expect interest rates to be somewhat of a headwind for years to come. However, the stronger underlying trends are in their favor. We expect Sedge to be a net winner from the Biden administration's infrastructure plan which focuses on clean energy. I remain excited about the companies within our portfolios, and I am continuing to turn over rocks to find interesting and unique ideas to contribute to our performance. I welcome the opportunity to learn more about you and your perspectives and objectives. And I always enjoy discussing the companies that we own. Please feel free to reach me at investorrelations at richiecapital.com. I deeply appreciate the trust that you have extended to me and Richie Capital Group. Rest assured that knowledge guides our efforts each and every day. Kadir Richie Principal. Richie Capital Group www.richiecapital.com. It is a privilege to manage money for others.